Hey everyone, this is Tim Bannock, also known as The Watcher. Welcome to Let's Start Over, shall we? An actual play podcast set in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. We are going through all the MCU from phase one on and letting the dice fall where they may. This week, we have... Leon playing Tony Stark. This is Callie playing Pepper Potts. I'm Patrick, and I'm playing Bruce Banner. Except for when I'm angry. This is Willie, and I'm playing James Rhodes. Remember to subscribe and share and support your local comic book shop. Now, let's start over, shall we? Stark secure server. Retinal scan. Verified. Pep, any updates on the weapon shipments we're tracking? Oh, nothing new since the last time you asked seven seconds ago. It's called being diligent, okay? This is me turning a new leaf. I'm a vigilante, you're running mission control, both of us working together to make the world a better place. Making the world a better place is the only reason I'm here. Ouch. Well, Tony, you make me a puppet CEO so that people Interim aren't CEO paying attention while you run metal. around the world blowing up whatever you feel like, and, and then you don't have to face any consequences because everyone thinks that Tony Stark is an invalid recovering from being a Ten Rings captive. Wait, what, what was that? Was that an update? Yes, it was an update on one of the shipments. Yes, okay, which one? Where's it headed? En route from Long Beach to the Horn of Africa, but it it just veered way off course. It has assault rifles, anti-tank launchers and munitions, anti-personnel mines. Ah, sampler platter. You always did know how to throw a party. Current trajectory suggests they're moving towards a warehouse compound owned by a shell corporation with Sokovian ties in Damascus. Damascus? God forbid weapons hijackers set up in Bali. So, Sokovians, is there intel on why they'd want to hijack a weapon shipment? Oh, you mean intel like the multiple reports of Sokovian mercenaries building supply chains to various terror organizations? Or the news conference held at the Pentagon a week ago on illegal arms moving through Syria? Or the two-part special they did on 60 Minutes? 120 minutes seems unnecessarily thorough and sort of defeats the premise of 60 Minutes, right? Or how Syrian intelligence has been tracking... Oh. Been tracking oh. What? What, what has Syrian intelligence been tracking? Looks like the Sokovians have been working with the Ten Rings, your friends from sleepaway camp last month. Well, I did say I wanted to keep in touch. It's no time like the present. Tony, these warehouses are right next to a bunch of embassies. Lots of civilians in that area. You know me, Pepper. I always shoot straight. Right. Will that be all, Mr. Stark? That'll be all, Miss Potts. At this point, you're flying over Damascus. You have the telemetry data, so you know exactly where the shipment is and what vehicle it's on. You don't know the exact coordinates of the Ten Rings soldiers who are incoming as well, but you know they're out there. How do you wish to approach? So flying overhead, I want to locate the trucks and then do a uh, vital signs detection of who's in the vehicle. It says, uh, my range is monstrous. So I got a yellow. Oh, nice. Um, there's no interference or anything getting your way, so that's that's pretty easy. So in the heads-up display that you're looking through the thing, you know, the circle kind of closes down, becomes this little, like, target, then it kind of blows up a video feed of exactly where this convoy is pinpointed. You can see that there's two trucks that are headed into kind of, like, warehousing area. That's what the embassies are in Damascus. What you see, though, with your uh, sensor is that you can see vital signs for, looks like, Eight Sokovian mercenaries. There's a truck with three, and there's a truck with five. I'm actually going to use my anti-vehicle rocket 
on the front truck and I'm going to aim it in the back so I don't immediately incinerate the, t- the two people in the front. All right. Jarvis comes over and... Weapon systems armed, sir. You're going to rock out with the agility roll first to see how well you aim, obviously modified by your suit of armor. So I have a... I got a 50 on my agility roll. So what's your agility? Uh, my agility is, is, is good. Okay, um, so here's where a modifier comes in because you're blindsiding them. They, you know, these people aren't taking evasive maneuvers or anything. Like they have no idea they're under attack. <laughs> so you're going to have the, the benefits of a blindsiding attack plus two calm shifts. Um, oh, so Jesus. you're rolling at what? Uh, going up from good to uh, remarkable. Yeah, so I'm 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 very safe in in green at that point. <laughs> okay, safely in green, and there's again, there's no you know complications or anything stopping that. So green's good enough. So this is a force attack. So a force attack, green result means a hit. So not, nothing entirely special, mm-hmm. but the damage is amazing. So I feel like that's kind of special. So yeah, describe your hit. It's a it's basically a direct hit. You can you can choose just how much of this thing you want to destroy with your blast. Like you know if you want to uh, disable it or or you know, keep these Kill guys alive. All. That's yeah. You can incinerate all of them, or none of them, or any this is a. I, I'm I'm going for a little bit more of a shock and awe because essentially what I want to do is use their uh, point vehicle to create a roadblock. You know, the aim is towards the back of it, so it does that really sort of typical A team launch into the air that comes crashing down and blocks the road. As that first truck comes crashing back down to earth, um, you know, really only the front end of it being left, doors get blown to the sides from the impact. Also, um, you mentioned the A-Team. I'm going to go with a little bit of a G.I. Joe theme here. So the remaining bad guys who are in there, like in, like in all the G.I. Joe things, like they bail out the sides. Yeah. When they're, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you know, they never get killed or like hit by shrapnel or anything. They just like dive to the side. Uh, but uh, still worse for the wear because their truck is completely destroyed. So that comes crashing down, uh, sending debris all over the street basically the truck is like or what's left of the truck comes to a stop outside of what looks to be a roughly u-shaped storage facility across from several buildings one of which is the u.s embassy so big explosion smoke begins to to fill the street and uh the second truck like you mentioned comes to a screeching halt the driver like leans out the window and clearly has this look of surprise on his face but these guys are trained mercenaries they don't take any time before they start arming themselves you can see the passenger and the driver both pulling guns free you see them begin spilling out of the second truck the five mercenaries who are in that truck immediately arm themselves with uh, assault rifles and start looking around and uh, eventually they start looking up into the sky the uh three soldiers in that forward truck which is now smoking there's the the two who are in the cab who are pulling themselves to their feet and then the one who is in the back who also bailed out in the explosion He's also pulling himself to his feet, but he looks way worse for the wear. Like he's he's barely hanging on, like barely conscious. They are not battle ready. That explosion knocked the senses out of them. The Sokovians do hold, have the initiative, so we're gonna have one of them is going to fire at you first with his assault rifle. Which this is gonna be really funny because <laughs> it's adorable. Oh, we all know why, but <laughs> he, they don't know, you know. <laughs> Uh, first one who who actually spots you up in the sky takes a few pot shots with his assault rifle, but the the shots go wide. Second one goes, and this one actually gets a hit on you. Um, it just barely glances off your armor, and they keep going kind of like round robining, like they're like uh, you know in, in the initiative order to be like Sokovian mercenary number three, go. Sokovian mercenary number four, go. 
uh, except their bullets are just bouncing off of you or missing entirely. And so they begin to realize that they're dealing with something that's uh, not at all normal. And they're going to give you the initiative to see what you do. I'm going to do superhero landing in front, the very typical Iron Man fist into the ground, then stand up and sort of be at the ready with my repulsors. But considering there's civilians nearby, I'm going to use my concussion missile rack and I'm going to target the five folks that piled out of the vehicle and get ready to uh, to shoot them and take them all out. Oh, no. Eakin by with a 37 <laughs> with my remarkable attack. Oh, okay. With so, remarkable, so you're good. Yes, just, just eking by on it. All right, so that's a green. This is going to hurt. <laughs> Famously hardy people, the Sokovians. <laughs> yes, that is, that's not untrue. These guys have body armor on, so that's, that's helping them. Uh, although it's not helping them nearly as much as they wish it was. The little concussion rockets come spiraling out um, and slam into these guys, knocking all of them down or back. But you can see that all of them have this body armor under them. So you can see now that it's like ripped through the camouflage fatigues that they're wearing over mm -hmm. it. So these guys are already fairly well equipped. Plus they've, you know, stolen your stuff. So there's that. You still can move and interact however you wish. So don't forget that you have those things as part of your turn. So I'll let you do that before you. Can I use my ECM to stop any outgoing radio communication? Oh, sure. Yeah, that would be an interaction. No need to roll anything for that. Your ECM is uh, ridiculously good. So you, you set up the ECM. Uh, Jarvis is like, ECM online. All transmissions out of this area are being jammed. Thank you, Paul Bettany. <laughs> All right, so there's three of them left who have not acted. Those are the ones from the first truck who are pulling themselves to their feet who are not currently armed. So there's two others left uh, who jumped out of the cab, and they're going back into the wreckage of the cab in order to recover their weapons. One of them begins yelling something at you in Sokovian. You see like a little panel come up in your HUD, and Jarvis starts like you know translating it, and he's like, "I don't know who or what you are, but stand down now, you know, or we'll kill you." Uh, he's trying to act brave. Yeah. The fool. Um, Amazing. <laughs> the passenger pulls his weapon free, turns and fires at you and hits you, you know, directly like square in the chest and, you know, a couple of bullets like ricochet off your skull, which kind of like make your head jerk around just a little bit, which is really annoying. And then he realizes that that's all it did to you. And, you know, he begins to lower the barrel of the gun. Okay, I'm going to say my turn to this to this young man. And I'm going to raise my gauntlet up and hit him with my repulsor ray. So it's a remarkable, so green on a remarkable. So first things first, you said my turn, uh, which is a line from the movie. So mark one XP. If you are able to quote one of your character's lines or a relevant line to your character in a, in a time when it makes sense in this, you get an XP. An XP can be spent to improve your roles. Don't forget and do some other things like resist stun. So you hit him uh, with the repulsor ray. He talks a big game. He shoots you, and then he gets what's coming to him as the repulsor ray um, blasts straight in, straight into his chest. His gun actually breaks apart. They're getting caught in the blast of it. So you see the you know pieces of the assault rifle because it's not a Stark assault rifle. It's like some G, you know, made thing. Uh, it gets blown apart, and he go he gets lifted clean off his feet and thrown about fifteen feet back. I turn to the other, the driver. 
that has not run yet and pointing my repulsors at him to say this is your opportunity to run. He seems like a reasonable person who <laughs> you know, takes advice when, when advice is offered. He kind of like looks at you, obviously understands English, nods, and starts running. Yeah, so there's the, there's the five who are picking themselves off the, the ground from that second truck who now see two of their buddies running. Uh, one of their buddies is in a heap on the ground unconscious, if not dead. They begin pulling themselves to their feet, and surprisingly, they stand and fight. One of them says something in Sokovian. You, you, know, you get the translation like a split second later from Jarvis that he says, grab the rocket. And so that guy and two of the others, uh, so there's five, so three of them step forward and kind of like start providing covering fire to the truck. And then the remaining two jump into the back of that second truck, find whatever it is they're looking for, but that's their action. So they don't, they don't have time to level whatever Stark Industries rocket that they just uh, went back there to find at you this round, but they might next round and guess whose turn it is. So I'm going to, uh, aim at the truck where the two guys are still in there and the Stark weapons are located, and I'm going to fire my Unibeam. So Unibeam, I believe, is also a force attack, if I'm not mistaken. It is, no, it, uh, it's an energy attack. You have the potential to be a lot more damaging with an energy attack. Correct. Or, or straight up fatal. <laughs> yes. Just short. Uh, we're green. green. Just short of a yellow. Good for them. Also good for your, uh, you know, karma. Damascus <laughs> does not explode. <laughs> you only level one embassy. Um, yeah. um, one of the insignificant countries. It's okay. <laughs> Sokovia, maybe. Yeah, Sokovia. Aww, aww, maybe Sokovia. accidentally Wakanda. <laughs> That's true. At, at this point, everyone thinks Wakanda is just like four farmers in a field. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Little do they know. The Unibeam just incinerates everything down that center line, including the rocket, and the truck starts to like fold in on itself. Those guys drop to the ground, the bed of the truck drops out from underneath them, and there's just nothing left of that weapons platform that they just dug out. So they crumble into a heap, the rest of the truck follows them, uh, the canvas landing on top of them. Um, and the, the three who had made the ring around the truck, you know, they they just kind of like look at what you did compared to what their weapons aren't doing to you. And they realize, you know, maybe it's time to call it a day. Of course, can't let everything go that smoothly, though. Why not? (laughs) It's at that point that you hear the screeching of tires at the end of the street. You turn around and see that vehicle that the Ten Rings were supposedly going to be in pulls around the corner and comes to a screeching stop as it sees, like, the, you know, plumes of smoke and wreckage. And they begin kind of, like, yelling out in Sokovian, like this, you can tell it's kind of like a butchered version of Sokovian, as if they're yelling to the soldiers that you're fighting to kind of, like, get it, figure out what's going on. And, uh, you know, uh, Jarvis kind of translates the broken Sokovian, and they're like, who is this, basically? What What is happening right now? And the, the Sokovian mercenaries are just dropping their guns and you know, hands slowly going up in the air as they do not want to be incinerated. And the Ten Ring soldiers look, you know, completely baffled um, by everything that's going on. Now that there's this, like, little lull of a moment as they, they give up firing guns at you, you're no longer shooting directly at them. You begin hearing the sounds of the crowd having almost completely dispersed at this point. Like, there's still a few, like, people, like, screaming as they run away, whatever, but it doesn't look like anyone was hurt. and Everybody's, you know, pretty much filtered out. But you can hear some commotion going on in the embassy building directly across the street. 
from where you are now. Um, sounds like, you know, a lot of people like, you know, yelling to cover and stuff like that because there's, you know, big picture windows and things like that that they don't want bullets coming flying through. Your HUD actually gives you a little like, you know, exclamation point alert and pinpoints movement over inside of the um, storage facility ahead of you. Um, so a little bit further in than where the metal heap of tr former truck is. You can see a, one single soldier in similar 10 rings gear coming out and you recognize Raza. Son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> He's coming out and he, he's got this, um, you know, this kind of like look on his face like he's not that afraid. Like he's he's ready for a fight. We're going to treat this as if it's uh, a new battle, right? Because um, totally different people have entered the scene. So we're going to do initiative again. Oh, with a nine. So a 12. Okay. Yeah. You, you've got the initiative. <laughs> um, so ineffectual though they may be, you do have six of the. 10 rings soldiers who are piling out of that jeep and then you have raza um so it's up to you do you want to go first do you want to let them go first no, i'm going i'm going to go first okay. and flying into a, a bit of a rage overseeing the individual that not only killed all the the brave soldiers the brave airmen that were protecting me uh stole my weapons gave me a massive heart problem and then also killed the, the, the guy who saved my life. So I'm going to fly at Raza and then just kind of grab him around the neck and uh, threaten him for a second here. Okay. I mean, there's little chance he can resist. Let's do, uh, it's going to be a strength. It's, you know, this is basically a, um, a grappling attack. So it relies okay. on your strength as opposed to your agility in this case. Because of your ability to fly, um, I'm going to give you a little bit of a benefit on this one. So I'm actually going to give you a plus two CS. Okay. Um, so you can take your strength and add two, and then you're rolling on whatever that column is now. Um, so you get that benefit because, you know, you have you have flight on your side. You have the chaos of all this, this scene going on around me. You've got you've definitely got the upper hand. Okay. So I'm at an excellent normally, so I'm going to be rolling at an incredible. Oh, nice. <laughs> 95 <laughs> okay um, so uh so that's red so that's a hold in grappling so what that means is you can first of all you can choose to deal damage and you can deal up to your strength but you can deal any amount less than that too um so that's one of the cool things about hand-to-hand -hand combat is you can pull your punches yeah so you can you can deal damage if you want to you you absolutely do not have to you can you can deal no damage you still get the hold regardless that's that's you know the benefit of getting the the red result yeah i i think i i, I want to deal i want to deal a little damage to this guy so we we've got a, a bit of a stun like one of those maneuvers of just sort of like grabbing him and like forcing him into a wall but not actually throwing him through the wall how much damage do you want to deal him uh, and it, and i mean this is our first time playing through combat i'm not going to be like a jerk and be like oh you chose too high he's dead uh you know <laughs> <laughs> um that, that'd be kind of messed up so um he can take uh basically if you tell me how much you want to deal and i'll let you know if he can't take it okay um so i'm going to go ahead and uh so i can deal up to up to my strength Okay, so I'm gonna do I'm gonna do remarkable because I wanna I wanna really shake him, okay, and really throw him off, but not not kill him, right? Yeah. Um, so first melts. of all, yeah, 
you grab him and it's just a fine red mist that's left in here. Um, just skin. Ghoul. <laughs> <laughs> I have to uh, change the actuators on his hand a little bit. <laughs> a little rough. Uh, no, he he can absolutely take that. So you you deal remarkable damage, which for those following along at home, that's thirty points. Um, so you grab him on the throat, and that that seriously hurts him. It's not again, it's not critical. It's not going to kill him. You grab onto him, you you know you hear you know you can feel the give as as you uh, you know put some severe pressure on him um, and lift him up. So yeah, go ahead, take it away. You you've got him in your hands and he's right face to face with you and he's staring you down with that look of uh, he might be realizing who you are given you know the similarities in your armor appearance, maybe looking at you defiantly. With that cold Iron Man stare, since he actually can't see me emote. I just kind of give it an extra couple seconds to make it super awkward. And I'm going to say, um, you still have a lot of my weapons. And he goes, it is you, Stark. He smiles. Uh, he, he, you know, he doesn't seem to be as intimidated as you hoped he would be, um, considering your new tech. You see appear in his hand, um, not magically or anything, he just like lifts his hand up and there's a grenade in it without a pin. And he says, this is going to be worth dying for. And he drops it. Uh. 